You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey, your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all of these glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm, cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit, and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control, and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real. It's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this, guys. What is going on, everybody out there? Welcome, welcome, all my amazing dog business entrepreneurs. This one is for all the dog walkers, all the trainers, and everybody out there hustling and grinding around the holiday season 2019 and heading fast, face first into 2020. What is up, guys? Welcome to today's monumental epic and mind-blowing episode of the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast, the only podcast that is telling you like it is, serving you up truth and giving you action items so you can grow your motherfucking dog business to whatever you want it to look like because that is my goal, that is my power, and I want you all to all succeed and have businesses that just make you happy and feed your soul, not just your bank account. All right, guys, super quick before we hop into some goal stuff for 2020, which I'm going to walk you through a process that I take grassroots, a, a seven-figure-plus business through every year, I want you to quickly do us a huge favor. It's going to make us so happy. Shoot us a quick five-star review, subscribe, like, love, send screenshots, give us shout-outs if these episodes are really resonating with us. And I know I ask you at a lot of the beginning of the podcast to do this, but the reason why is the more content we can get out there and the more likes and more loves and more eyes on this stuff and ears mostly, (laughs) uh, the more people that are going to be able to have their businesses blown right open and make greater impact in the pet dog business business industry. All right, guys. So holy crap, it is the week before Christmas. And I'm sitting here in Durham, North Carolina. And this weather fucking sucks. It's like 70 degrees. It's humid. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. But I'm from the Northeast. And usually it's balls cold, like right now in New Jersey. I spoke to my mother. Yes, I still talk to my mom on the phone. I love my mom very much. Even though she put the overachiever gene in me. And it's fucking snowing up there. So it's really weird. And my mind's always blowing when I'm in North Carolina and it's either like sunny or it's like 70 degrees and raining and foggy and everything like that. So before Christmas, not very Christmassy, but I love it better than the snow. So what I wanted to really get down and dirty with you guys about today is having 2020 to be your best motherfucking year ever in your dog training business, in your dog walking business. 
Now, this episode is probably going to piss some people off, which is totally cool. It might bore some people because I'm going to go into some corporate speak, but I can promise you guys, I can promise you, if you just take a fraction of what I'm about to give you, because I legit use it for grassroots dog business uh, school for planning, and we have seen monumental growth uh year after year after year with these tools and these steps that I'm going to give you, you are going to have such a positive impact. You are going to be like, what the fuck happened? It's not much work. And oh my God, I am super clear on the strategy and the direction I want to take my dog training business to. I want to take my dog walking business to. All right. So the first thing that's going to, like I said, it's going to maybe piss some people off. And I, I really don't care because I feel like you need to hear this from your favorite intensive care bear. But the first thing I want you guys to really, really, really think about and really take home or take into your heart and take into your business planning is resolutions, guys. Res of fucking lutions are not business goals. It's not business planning. All right. Resolutions have no space in a fucking dog business. It has no space in any business. If you want to have uh, resolutions, not revolutions, you can be revolutionary with your dog business. That's what we're all about here. But if you want to have resolutions, bitches, that shit is for your personal stuff. Like I know business and personal development go hand in hand. But when we start to think about resolutions, what are resolutions? Resolutions, and that's that old cliche saying, resolutions are made to be broken, okay? And studies show, and I don't have a source in front of me right now, I can always pull one and link it into the podcast notes, that I believe only 6 to 8% resolutions are kept by the end of the year, or end of like, I think, like February even. So if you're going into 2020 with a mindset of I'm going to have a resolution for my dog business or my dog walking business or my dog training business versus an actionable goal and strategy plan, I can tell you, I can fucking tell you with a hundred percent guarantee with a hundred percent of my heart, my soul, that you are not going to experience anything different from 2019, 2018, 2017, or fuck 2016. Chances are you are going to be back in the same decade of the same bullshit, of the same boundary issues, of the same undervaluing yourself, overworking, letting employees walk on you, letting clients walk on you, uh, you know, uh, stuck with your marketing, doing the same basic bitch marketing, and I'm really not making any measurable, achievable steps. Okay. And if you do, great. I know people are already, already scream, Chris, I, I grew my business, blah, 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 30%, 40%. Okay, cool. I understand that. I understand that. I recognize that and I fucking honor it because you are a badass for doing this and I'm not putting you down at all. Man, I fucking love you. I think it's fucking amazing when I see female dog trainers and dog walkers truly, truly grow your business. Males, you cool too. But what I want you to start thinking about is the sustainability around it. Yes, you might have grown your business this amount of money. Has your personal income matched that or is it going out to employees? For example, uh, we just had a client uh, that that entered in the grassroots school, and they have this huge business, huge business. They have like 50 walkers. They're in all different states, all different things. And literally, the business owner is taking home $20,000 a year, right? So you can grow your business, but you can also still grow your business with shitty business practices and business strategy. So we're going to talk about that because my thing is, guys, I've always said this. 
We don't want to overgrow our business to where we have to put fucking band-aids on and and like peroxide on the issue. We have to grow our business smart, sustainably, know where the fucking money is going to be going when you make more money versus like, hey, let's grow your business. Let's market. Let's blow our wad of uh, marketing material all over the town. No, fuck that shit. You don't want to hire people in, then you know, burn them out because then you're gonna have turnover. It's a it's a hot fucking mess. Anyway, I just went on a rant. You know, I know you guys love my rants. That's one of my rants. So I want to talk super quickly about the goals, right? Because if you start to put these goals in place, guys, I can fucking say your 2020 is going to be so much more clear. You're going to have a vision. You're going to have a strategy. You're going to have a way to track this, and you're going to be like, oh shit damn, that was kind of easy, but not really. But anyway, so let's talk about goals. And again, guys, this is the exact process I used for grassroots. I used it for Kristen Lee Consulting. I used it for dog, my, our dog training company that has grown, like God, a huge, 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 huge in the last five years. And, and these are the goal strategy steps that I've used and I've learned in corporate. Um, I have my master's from a very private Ivy League school. I'm giving you guys some really good stuff. I know it's boring, but listen fucking closely. So when we start to think about our goals to have the best 2020 ever with our dog business, we have to think about them as being smart goals. Now, I want you all bitches to write this shit down. Your goals need to be smart. Now, I'm not taking credit. This is an acronym that's that was created. I cannot remember the person's name. They, I believe they run the Project Management Institute. Um, what Project Management Institute is, it's a PMI certification. I actually have a PMI certification. That's um, just part of when you get your master's in business. But your goals have to be SMART. And what is SMART? SMART is an acronym for specific, meaning simple, sensible, and significant. Now, I know those three things kind of contradict yourself, each other. So it's like, okay, they have to be smart, sensible, and significant. Like, if it's, if it's simple, how can it be significant? But we're going to talk about that. They have to be measurable. Okay, so this is where so many dog trainers and dog walkers fuck themselves because you're, you might have these really great goals, but if you're not keeping a clear track on them, you are fucked. Like we have to create a measurable standing point to be able to check in, to hold ourselves accountable. And if you have employees too, you have to be able to hold them accountable to your business goals, AKA I call them objectives. So I might kind of interchangeably go back and forth. The next part of the SMART acronym has to be achievable. Okay. Not not like, okay, I want to grow my business 5,000%. Okay, cool. I love it. I love, I love, I love, love huge, big fucking goals. Like if you ever uh, applied to work with me, I'm always like, go big or go fucking home. Yes. However, there is a caveat that I'm going to be talking about when you have, uh, when you're talking about your achievable goals, if they are actually attainable and if they're agreed upon in your own business. The next thing too, guys, is they have to be relevant. It goes around with the attainableness of it. It has to be realistic, has to be reasonable, and it has to be results-based, okay? Again, that goes back to measurable and achievable. And the next thing, guys, they have to be time time-based, time-limited, time-costability, time-sensitive too. All right. So now I just kind of introduce you to the SMART goal system. Okay, cool. If you're still with me, great. You're the MVP dog trainer. You're the MVP dog walker. I know this stuff can be a snooze fest, but I'm telling you it's fucking powerful. So 
what happens when we put goals in the same class as resolutions? Resolutions are very vague half the time. Now, if you're like, hey, one of my resolutions is to focus on more self-care. Great. Put that under our personal care initiative for your own personal goals. So when we talk about goals being strategic, it's not just vague, like 100 extra business bro and burn it all down to the ground after because all the business and all the money's bitches because that does not fucking work. I see some people talking about that of like 100 xing businesses and shit like that. For me, for me, that throws up a really red flag because here's the thing. If you... For some reason, just say you had an influencer uh, use you as a dog trainer or dog walker, just say like a Kardashian, right? And they started repping you and you had a sudden influx, right? This is like a dream come true for a lot of people, a sudden influx of social media, um, clients coming in, everything like that. And your business grows exponentially. What happens is even though your rate of pay and your rate of revenue come up, what is going to happen is you're going to have a fucking epic meltdown around it because you don't know where the fuck everything's going. You're going to be scrambling for help. You are just going to be super overwhelmed, super, super triggered about everything that's happening. It's just going to be incredibly, incredibly tough, right? And we actually see this a lot in grassroots because when people work with us, usually what we do is give them something called the hustle plan. And what that happens is if people really work it, they usually bring in between five to 10 Gs within a couple of days. And people either get super motivated by it or they're like, oh my God, all this money. And then they they start to show their unhealthy finances, right? And when we when you think like a huge cash influx is going to be huge, chances are, and we've seen it so many times, you are going to burn your fucking business down to the ground. You are going to just get up and walk away one day. And, you know, client care is going to drop down. It's just a hot mess. This is why we need to be specifically strategic when we plan out our business growth. Now, here's the thing, guys. When we start to talk about what we want to do with our goals, we need to have two to three goals per year, okay? I know you want to do all the stuff and the things, shiny red ball syndrome. If you want to go after all the stuff and the things, you're not going to see the growth where you want it to be. Now, what I want you to do super quick, if you're like, hey, I like all the stuff and the things, Chris, and that's super fun, go listen to the, the traits of my most successful clients, realign yourself with some of those traits, and come back here and pick it up here at this episode marker. So your goal should be clear and specific, because if you don't, you're not going to be able to focus your efforts or feel fully motivated to achieve it. So when you're starting to draft those two to three goals, what you're going to want to do when you're writing these goals down, for example, I want to increase my revenue by $50,000 a year. Okay, so that's goal number one out of two to three. And again, two to three goals, guys, that's the honeypot. That's what, and I can tell you again from corporate (laughs) fortune, corporate world, I was in fortune 50 companies my entire business life from age 20 to 34, 35 Fortune 50s, not Fortune 500s. So those businesses, guys, have two to three objectives a year, okay? I'm just saying that. So you shouldn't go out there and have 100 different goals and objectives, okay? It doesn't not work that way. Save yourself the heartache, the pain, and just blowing them off. So just say you have that specific goal of I want to increase 50K per year to my net revenue, okay? First thing you want to ask yourself, what do I want to accomplish? We already cleared that up. 
why is this goal important to you? Why? Now, it's it shouldn't be based on the lack and the 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 this the mindset of like I need more money to survive. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's other things you can do with that. There's other things. Hit your girl up. Hit your girl up with that one. But why is this goal important? What opportunities is it going to open? Am I going to be able to set 25% of that money away for a facility? Am I going to be able to put 25% of that money away for taxes? Maybe if you've gone through the whole taxes thing where you've been fucked on taxes. Now, the next thing you're going to ask yourself at with this goal, who is involved? Who is involved? Is it just you at this point? Do you need to bring in some delegate access and help? Okay, so sometimes, for example, I'll give you a really good um, example. So with grassroots, as we're growing and growing and growing, me and Maggie, my business partner, who's a CEO, I'm the CCO, Chief Operating Officer, we are notoriously hard to delegate. Like we do not delegate our workout. We we resource guard the fuck out of our work, and I get that, right? So in order to move forward with our goals this year, one of the things we had to get super real on was like, we can't do it all, right? And we want to do it all, guys. Like we are fucking good. Maggie is a fucking killer at sales and program development. I'm a fucking fiend when it comes to branding, marketing, and sales too, and like podcasting. But we have to also realize who else do we need to be involved with this. Now, if you're a small company, if it's just you, the owner-operator, okay, cool. Maybe if you have a partner or somebody else that can help you out at home while you focus on this a couple hours a night, that would be part of it too, guys. Now, the next thing you have to ask yourself when you have these goals, which resources or limits are involved? Okay, so again, it goes back to when you think about resources, okay, Past and current clients, current clients, are we going to use a different style of lead generation? So maybe Google SEO. Um, are we going to be using Google ads? Are we going to be using uh, Facebook lead generation? What type of Facebook lead generation? Do I need to educate myself around different processes around this type of stuff? So basically what I'm telling you to do, guys, is to reverse engineer all of this shit because it's going to make your planning so much easier and it's going to allow you to track and measure and see where you're at with your 2020. Now, going into the part of with your goal of being realistic and attainable to be successful, you want to make sure, okay, guys, you want to make sure that it does push you out of your comfort zone. Okay, I know there's the whole cliche part of like, well, you should always be outside your comfort zone when it comes to business. Yes, fuck yeah, that's where the magic happens with your dog training business. However, it should stretch you. It should stretch you. It should make you uncomfortable. You know, I always talk about how my clients walk that fine ledge and it's like, oh, I feel so comfortable now, you know, jump. Um, I was going to say jumping out of a plane, which I've done before, but it's like you feel so comfortable. Like you finally get, you feel, you feel good 10 feet up in there. Okay, now it's time to go to 15. Now it's time to go 20. But but it should still remain possible. So when you set that achievable goal, you need to start looking under the rocks. You need to be able to find different resources to help you in. Potentially, it could be bringing in a third party, maybe a business coach. I'm not saying I'm not repping myself right here, but it could be somebody like that. It could be potentially upping your dog handling skills, especially if you're a pack walker, maybe working with Lynn Boyke, or maybe uh, reaching out to, like if you're a dog trainer, like reaching out to Larry Crone or somebody like that. So you want to be able to bring in additional resources to help you get there. You know what I mean? So it's like, hey, 
I want to be able to positively affect uh, 100 dog owners in the Raleigh-Durham area. Where do I need to look for that? How is that going to happen? Is it going to be um, a blend of my own dog training skills? Is it going to be a blend of marketing, sales? Where do I need help with that? So when you start to think about the achievability and the realistic aspect of your goal, you want to be able to answer questions such as, can I accomplish this goal? Is the goal realistic? How is it based on what I am, based on my time limits? Because we all all are 24-hour-a-day human beings. That's all we get. I wish there was 48 hours because I'd be working 47 of those hours. Okay, guys? So think about that. And also think about the financial factors too. So if you're like, hey, I want to be able to go to Necker Island, for example, with Richard Branson one day. And we all know going to Necker Island of Richard Branson's like 100K or like 60K. How am I going to get there? Is that going to be around my goal setting? You know, so start to plan around and reverse engineer this stuff too. Now going into the measurable aspects of it, always remember this. Now, this is where we get emotions in the dog business way too much, all right? And I know I'm not, so first and foremost, I gotta tell you something. I am not a finance nerd. I am not, like I barely pass statistics, like legit barely pass statistics. And and I don't know if you guys know this, I might've mentioned it before. I actually have a case of dyslexia. I've had dyslexia my entire life. Uh, yeah. And I was actually misdiagnosed as ADHD when I was a child because of dyslexia. Cause I used to get really stressed around numbers and things like that. And I would see them differently. So, but that being said, when we get so emotionally attached to numbers that are in our dog business and our goals, we tend to have a reactive feeling when we're not hitting them. Self-flagellation. It's like, Oh God, I fucking suck. I knew this. Or it's like, oh God, these numbers depend on my survival or whatever. One thing I do want to say, again, bearing like my own, my own disabilities around numbers, numbers are just numbers. All right, guys, they're data, they're binary, they're flat. There should be no emotional attachment to any fucking number in your dog walking business and your dog training business. Now, If you get so fucking freaked the hell out by numbers and finances, which I know it's tough, you need to fucking fix your money mindset. Like there are hundreds of resources around fixing your money money mindset. Um, I believe there's a book by T. Harv Ecker, The Millionaire Secret, something or Inside the Millionaire's Mind. Don't quote me on it. It's a great book. It actually helps fix your money mindset. I'm not affiliated or sponsored by them anyway, guys. I read this book back in 2015. Changed my fucking life, okay? So, and I actually have it. I can't see. I'm looking at my desk right now. It's over on my bookshelf. I can't read that far because I don't have glasses on. So we got to start and think about our money mindset. So when we think about your measurable goals. We don't think about it with emotional reactivity. It's where we can create objectives, hold yourself and hold your employees accountable. Not just, I want to do A, B, C, and D, make a million dollars, and maybe we'll see a difference. You want to be able to say, okay, cool. If I want to bring in that 50 extra K per year, where is it going to be allocated? Exactly how am I going to do it? Am I just bringing in 50 K to have 50 K lined in my pockets? Okay, yellow, red, orange flag there, 
Are you having other financial struggles with your dog business? So a measurable goal, guys, write this shit down, should address the questions is how much, how many, and how will I know when it is accomplished, all right? And finally, well, one of the final steps is the relevancy around it. We want to make sure the goal actually means shit to you. Like it means like good shit, not just shit, but shit to you. And that it also aligns with the other goals. That's why it's super important to hold yourself accountable to two to three goals, guys. We need support and assistance in getting our goals, but we need to keep control over them. This is where I'm saying you can resource guard these motherfucking goals, okay? So you want to make sure your goals, that they're relevant, that they match the current climate of the socioeconomic status of your local market and everything like that. But you want to also make sure it propels you forward. It doesn't just have like, I just want to be able, I want to be like for a really good example would be, I want to be the best dog trainer in my area. Cool. Let's drill that down more. Where else could we drill it down? That could be like, I want to be the top referred dog trainer for behavioral aggression. I want to be the top referred pack walker for dogs that dropped out of dog daycare. Okay. See how we can minutia down a tiny bit more. And the thing is, with all these goal settings and all these plans, you want to make sure it drives everybody forward, but you're still responsible, okay? Especially for the people that have employees, you want to make sure the relevancy of the goals drive them forward. And one thing, too, is like when we're thinking about the relevancy around the goals, doesn't make sense. Is it the right time for 2020 to have this specific goal? Does this match all our other methods and efforts and everything else like for 2019 and 2020? And it's also too, it's like, is this seem worthwhile, right? Because for me, if you're like, hey, I want to be the top dog trainer in, let's just say Charlotte, North Carolina, okay? I'm speaking to somebody in Charlotte, North Carolina in a few minutes. That's why it's popped on top of my head. All right, cool. Is it worthwhile to be that person, especially if you have, if you have to refer out, if you get too busy. So make sure the relevancy relevancy around it is, is it worthwhile guys? Totally. And two, also kind of going back to the relevancy and around goal planning is goals to guys. And this is huge. This is fucking huge. This is something I want to really, really hone in is your goals. Your goals can be refined and adjusted without reaction. For example, okay, cool. You get this, you get this invite to go to this super exclusive dog training workshop and it's 10 G's cash, no payment plan, no nothing. How are we going to adjust your financial systems? How are we going to reverse engineer your goals to hit that? Just another example, just say in 2020, this is a possibility guys. It is a possibility. Markers are showing that way. The economy took a massive dump. Okay. Economy just took a shit and huge layoffs. Just say it's the great depression of 2020. I'm not saying that I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not saying that. Please don't put words in my mouth. Just say the economy just, just took a dump and every one of your clients dropped. All right, cool. Where can we go back into this goal planning and recover and start to uncover little blocks of nuggets with the resources and the relevancy in the planning around these strategic goals. Now, another example, just say you had a complete health or mental breakdown. Cool. Let's just adjust our service offering slightly. So if we go back to being the top dog trainer or top referred dog trainer, where are we not showing up? Where are we overstretching ourselves? Can we implement different programs to suit our clients? You get what I'm saying, guys? So this is all, this is all 
fucking reverse engineered. So what I would suggest, guys, okay, when you get the goals in place, I'm going to give you some steps really quick. What I would suggest is get a motherfucking whiteboard, okay? Go to Target, go to Am. actually go on Amazon. I don't have any Amazon links. Again, I have no sponsored affiliate uh, content with any of the people I'm suggesting today, but go on Amazon and search for a whiteboard. I legit have a whiteboard that is the size of my wall. It's self-stick. I fucking love it. And write your goals down, okay? So the first thing you're going to want to do when you're planning your 2020 goals is set your goals in writing. Um, one of my former mentors in Australia when she talked about setting your goals and setting your metrics and setting your numbers for sales and content and everything like that, goals are just taught. Goals are nothing until you get them writing. The actual, the action of actually writing your goals down actually gives you momentum to move them forward. So when you actually write down your two to three goals, it makes it legit real. Like it's on fucking paper and you have guys, you have no fucking excuse to forget about it. Like it's going to show up there every day. And what we want to be super careful around is the wording of the goals, right? And there's all, again, this goes back to more studies and things around human psychology. It's like, I maybe, or I will, or I might, right? It's like, okay, cool. I'll use an example. Grassroots will close $1.7.5 million in revenue for 2020, right? So not, I would like, we would like to, it'd be awesome if we could do that. It's, I am, we are, business is going to, right? We want to work, write down words that are affirming and solidifying our facts, okay? The goal statement is going to have massive power and you can see yourself. It's like almost like kind of putting your, putting like a visionary thing out there and putting it out to the universe, but with strategy as well. Now, the next thing is we're going to make that reverse engineer, guys, Let's make a reverse engineer, okay? So let's use that 50K we talked about. So just say you are a dog walker or a dog trainer and you want to make $50,000 extra in revenue a year, okay? So what are we going to do to do that? And I'm actually going to pull out my calculator super, super quick, okay? So let's do this. Like literally I'm pulling out my calculator right now because again, dyslexia and big numbers. So you want to make $50,000 extra in your business this year. So let's divide that 50k by 12. So that's an extra, let's say for all intensive purposes, $4,200 a month. Okay. It's actually 41.666. Funny how 666 always shows up. Maybe I am the devil. (laughs) I'm just kidding. God, that was hilarious. So the $4,200 divided by four is an extra uh, $1,050. Okay, cool. Per week. So what we might want to do is we might want to have a different level of service offering. So it might be like a hike and train program, okay, where it is $100, it's $100 uh, for a a hike and train. So what you want to do is like, all right, cool. So let's do that $100 hike and train per dog per day. So what you would need to do is you would need to acquire, and by the way, a $100 hike and train is super cheap. Please don't fucking do that. Contact me, my pack hikers. If you want to have hike and trains, contact us, contact us, contact us. So what that would mean like is you would have to get about 10 and a half. So let's just say 11 new clients in for 2020 to hit that goal. Okay. So what is the 11 new clients? So now we have it broken down to 11 new clients. 
How are we going to get to them? Is it going to be through strategic marketing, through uh, lead generation? Okay, cool. How are we going to write our marketing around that? Is our brand going to match that? How am I going to adjust my sales process to accommodate a higher number program? Okay, guys. And then we also have to think about, okay, cool. Can I potentially take in 10 new clients a month doing a hike and train program? All right, guys, so that was the reverse engineer process. I'm not going to go too, too deep in that because that is some uh, that is some freebie coaching right there, but I wish you guys all the best to have the most epic, epic, and monumental 2020 ever with your dog business, and this has been a motherfucking lesson in some project management and some business planning and strategy and all of that fun stuff. Please re-listen to this episode, and if you know you are going to fucking do this work and you are really resonating with this and you are super psyched. Again, do your girl a favor, screenshot this, tag me on Instagram stories and we will move forward and share this guys. I can't share, I can't stress this enough. Share this with other dog business owners, dog trainers, dog walkers, pet sitters that are going to be able to change their business. All right, guys, take care, have a great one and have a very merry fucking Christmas. Bye. Hey there, thank you for listening to another badass episode of Mind Your Own Dog Business. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Oh my God, go and subscribe now so you don't miss out on any of our content-packed dog business jam sessions plus special offers that I'm gonna only be sharing with my amazing dog business entrepreneurial podcast listeners. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a five-star kick-ass review so more amazing dog business owners just like yourself can find us and start to transform and disrupt their businesses and their lives unapologetically. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and holler at your girl. I'm at dogwalkercoach. You can find me, dogwalkercoach, and I'll pop up and I'll give you a special shout out. All right, guys, until next time. Bye.